Welcome to Entrepreneur Decoded, the show where you'll find real conversations with today's most successful entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from unforgettable personal stories to exact strategies they use on a daily basis. Here's your host, Simon Sander. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, my name is Simon and you are listening to Entrepreneur Decoded, where I chat with today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. Today's featured guest is Mike Vacanti. Mike, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Mike is a writer, fitness coach, and was a personal trainer to Gary Vaynerchuk for two years. Mike inspires people around the world through content marketing and teaches also how to live a better and happier life. Mike, tell us a bit more about yourself and fill in any blanks from that intro. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm a I'm a strength coach. I I make stuff. So you say content marketing, like blogs, YouTube, um, primarily related to fitness. Um, I live in New York City. I grew up in in Minnesota, in the the Midwest of the USA here, and uh, actually got an accounting degree because that felt like the smart, safe, secure like noble route to go, um, got a CPA, worked less than two years as an auditor and, uh, and really just didn't enjoy the work at all from day one, um, wanted to be doing something else and, uh, and made that switch about five years ago. Now, um, quit my job, started blogging, started training clients in person and, uh, and it's grown from there. Yeah. You have grown a really big audience and really engaged audience for yourself and you upload daily videos on YouTube. How the heck do you have time for that? Um, I, I have someone editing my video who makes me look good. That's, uh, that's one way, but no, it's, it's, uh, it's very raw. I mean, look, I think that there's definitely a line between quality and quantity, right? My YouTube, my YouTube is a depth play, so I'm not getting that much reach, but for the two or 3000 people that watch those videos, um, they like frequent content. So often they're one take videos or at most a couple takes. Uh, there isn't a lot of time that goes into it, but I'm answering questions. I'm, uh, you know, just, just trying to give on that platform. You started taking fitness really seriously your freshman year of college. What triggered that, Mike? Um, it was definitely forms of rejection in my life. It was definitely like getting cut from the, not the hockey team, which like hockey was the most important thing to me growing up playing ice hockey. And, um, in eighth grade, I got cut from the entire program. Like I didn't make any of the teams. I wasn't good enough. So that was a catalyst. Uh, and my dad really instilled in me that like, look, if you start shooting pucks, if you start doing plyometrics, if you start doing bodyweight exercises, you have control to actually get better at this game if you want, like if you want to go that route. So that was the first taste of it. And then in high school, like girls, um, wanting abs, wanting to like impress girls and get girls like that was kind of coming from the other side, that vanity component where, uh, fitness and nutrition were not only a tool for performance to be better at sports, but also girls. Mike, you have a really interesting story as an entrepreneur and a fitness coach. You started off your career with Gary Vaynerchuk, the famous entrepreneur. Tell us the story, how that happened. I, I moved to New York City for an internship with Gary's previous personal trainer and um, John Romanello and, and Gary kind of went their separate ways when John moved across the country to Los Angeles. So essentially, I was interning for 
John, um, he moved, Gary needed a trainer and I was there to fill that role. Basically. Um, we started working out like a standard trainer client, you know, one or two days a week, he cancels 50% of the time. Like it's, it, it, it just, it was kind of something that he had done before. Um, and when he was there, he would execute in the workouts and do well. And it's a story that I'm sure many people have lived. Um, it was, he wasn't all in mentally on fitness at that point. So we worked together a little bit on and off for a couple months. And then in June of 2014 came to me with a proposal and said, look, I want to really do this, this fitness thing. Like I want to take control of this aspect of my life because I know in the long run, the way I'm treating my body, it, it just isn't going to end well. Um, so I want to hire someone full time, work me out every single day, travel with me. You know, he's gone on business, however many days a year, um, go on my family vacations, like every single day, come to the office, bring me lunch. Like you are my fitness guy. And, uh, and I gave him a two-year commitment, and that's what we did. So within two years, Mike, you took Gary Vaynerchuk, who was eating crappy food all the time, to a healthy individual with actually pretty big biceps. I don't know if he has a six-pack or not, but he's really healthy and looks good now. Mike, uh, how were you able to make it work with Gary, and what do you think uh, people don't follow through with their fitness habits? I, I know for a fact he had like, – like take me, for example – I got obsessed with fitness for very different reasons. He got into fitness for very logical reasons. He was sitting on an airplane and, and said, I know my body is good to me. I know that I drink wine on every flight and at like dinner all the time. I know that I don't exercise. I know that like the way I'm treating my body in the long run is going to lead to years off the end of my life. Um, like more, more pain, back pain, um, yeah, it, it was very calculated on his part. There, there was like, you know, a lot of people have a scare or they have like, like maybe a heart attack or something that, that pushes them that way. None of that happened. He could just see that in the future based on his behavior. Mike, I found out about you from the video called Why Fitness Matters. I believe it went quite viral. Tell me about that video and what was your thought process behind putting it together? I see so much of the fitness industry as just trying to rip people off like dudes who do steroids and lie about doing steroids and Photoshop their bodies on magazine covers all over the place. And then the companies like sponsoring these are pushing super high margin fat burner pills down people's throats that don't even really work. Um, it, it's just it's sex and it's vanity and there's so much deceit and dishonesty where the place where so many people I have seen benefit from strength training and proper nutrition is when they make it a habit and whether that's in their 30s, 40s or 50s, like whenever they get into it, make it a habit. But then in their mid 50s, late 50s, 60s, 70s, they're able to move. They're able to like pick up their kids. They're able to go up and down stairs without getting tired. They're able to prevent or decrease the chances of life threatening illnesses. Like, like it's just the complete opposite side of the coin and no one was talking about it. And that was the, the theme of that video is like, look, we need to talk about this because this is another reason it matters. Maybe you're a 56 year old um, who doesn't care about abs at this point and you have kids and you have a family and you have a wife, but like strength training and paying attention to nutrition still matters for you. So, Mike, uh, we have a lot of busy entrepreneurs in the show and I think we all know the importance of fitness, but Sometimes we just 
fail to follow through. Right now it's March, and uh, this recording will probably go live in the end of the March. So the people who started the New Year's resolution, a lot of them have already failed. And I know there's so many people who made a goal from themselves that this year, like... Let's cut the crap. This year I'm gonna do it. Like three times a week, uh, I'll hit the gym. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop eating shitty food. And right now, three months later, probably eighty or ninety percent of those people have failed. Uh, how to prevent that, Mike? I know you come across that every freaking day. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna share. Like I could give fitness tips to people that some may implement and some may not, and and they would work if you did. But with this audience who I think is like-minded in the like entrepreneurial small business kind of grinder mindset, um, I'm going to share something that I used to and still use that works for me, which is a concept. I just, I call it a reverse bet, which is setting up a scenario where, um, you have to execute some set of parameters. Otherwise there's a negative outcome. I find that myself and clients and just in daily life that people are more motivated by, negative outcomes. Um, so avoiding punishment more than chasing a reward. And so a very simple example of this is when I was 18 years old, freshman year of college. Um, I desperately wanted abs. I couldn't get abs. Every time I would get close, I would start binge eating. And I made a bet with my mom saying, I'm going to go three months, January, February, March without eating any dessert food. And if I do, or if I don't do that, I have to give you $100, which was like a tremendous amount of money to me at the time. Like I really didn't want to lose $100. And we signed a contract, um, whether or not it was uh, legitimate or not, I, I to this day don't know. But I went three months without eating any dessert food. And in hindsight, that isn't the optimal play from a fitness and nutrition point of view. I would probably do something like take a more moderate approach, but it worked. Um, and and, uh, and that is something I didn't eat dessert food. I got abs. I didn't have to pay my mom. In more recent times, um, I do that with content. Uh, I did that with daily Instagram posts or weekly blog posts, or I have to give X amount of money to Y person. And like, you can make it even more extreme if there's a person you really don't like. If there's like, you know, you, you can set it up. I had one where I had to Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the, the football team that I don't like. Like I had to give him $10,000 if I didn't do X, Y, Z. And, uh, and it forced me to accomplish that set of parameters. Um, so I, I like reverse bets a lot. I would caution if you want to, like you need to work in some kind of accountability. So give the check to a friend, um, you know, make a, make a public declaration of it so, you, so people know, so there's someone to hold you to it. Uh, but yeah, that, that can be something that's very effective. And whether that process-oriented thing from a fitness point of view is um, I'm going to you know, I'm going to avoid X food type, or I'm going to log my, my meals every single day. Even if every day isn't perfect, I'm at least going to log every day. So I'm paying attention to it. I'm going to get to the gym minimum three days a week. Um, you know, some, I like process oriented more than results oriented because, um, it, it's much more controllable. So you need to find uh, something valuable to you, whether it's, I don't know, 200 bucks, 500 bucks. So if you're an entrepreneur, I don't know, 10 grands in the line, make a really specific goal. And if you don't follow through, you have to uh, either donate that money or give something that is valuable away to, like you said, to an enemy or something. To an right. enemy, to motivate. And, and I don't even, I like, I like setting the bar absurdly high, like setting such 
a, an insane amount of money that there's just no way. Like it, it really just backs you into corner of I'm never going to give away ten thousand dollars. Like that's just something. so. Have you ever have you ever given up something that you really value in a reverse bet and lost? Yeah. No, I haven't. I've never lost. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think, I think I've I think I've actually done like four of them in my life, but because you you set really uh, big goals for you. I I can't remember. Uh, it was maybe for this year we talked about trying to hit the revenue goals and put out one video every single day. So, so far, have you followed through with everything? I have. Um, although we'll know by the end of the year on the revenue. Uh, and, and yeah, I'm, that was an interesting one because when you set a result-oriented revenue goal, then if I have to give the cash, it's like aim for the moon and hit the stars. Like If I don't quite get there and have to pay it, it forced me to work hard enough to make enough money to be able to pay it. I like that reverse bet. I'll keep that in mind. You put out content about a lot of different stuff, self-doubt, uh, surrounding yourself with successful people who inspire you. Um, you're more in the self-development niche than in fitness space, kind of. Have, uh, have you done that intentionally to move away slowly from the fitness space and get into self-development? No, not at all. Um, I... It, it is not it hasn't been an intentional move it's just been me um, putting out the content that is closest to my heart and mind at all times which is which is how I started blogging um, like fitness was my obsession when I started putting content out and uh, and yeah so at this point it's it's a mix because my life is kind of a mix. If a client asks a really good question um, about fitness, then like a fitness video will come from that idea. But if I'm just living my life and, and thinking about something, which I am very into self-development, excuse me, for myself. And so when that's what's on the forefront of my mind, that's the content I'm making. It's, it's much less strategic than, than I would like or than it probably should be. When I was prepping for this interview, I was thinking about uh, topics we could talk about and I have so much in my, on my mind, but something I want to talk with you is hustle and grind. That's something you live and breathe and uh, that's, was that something you kind of adopted from Gary Vaynerchuk or did you always have that mentality? I always had the mentality, however, what, what working with Gary and working with Gary so directly did was showed me um, the unlimited potential to grind, if that makes sense. Like being on the back end of his calendar, seeing like what his days actually look like, and this was pre Daily V, his daily vlog on YouTube. Um, yeah, the, like it was always. I, I always had a little. Uh, it was something I was infatuated with: being under talented, being a little bit uncoordinated, but still loving sports. Uh, like through high school, I remember being in college and there being nights where, you know, there was a big party or something going on. And I really got off on the fact that I was going to the library to pull an all nighter because I felt like I was beating everyone who was out at the bars that night. Like that I've always had a weird competitive, um, and, and not even always efficient, but like infatuation with hard work. Now that being said, being around Gary amplified that. And, uh, and maybe to an extent has made me more comfortable sharing that side of me because, I mean, what he's done is essentially made hard work sexy to people. And um, I don't know, prior to, to him, at least it didn't, it would be something I would have been embarrassed to talk about. Oh, people were out partying and I was like studying, like, what's wrong with you? You're weird. Um, whereas now I'm, I'm much more comfortable with like, this is who I am.
But I, I think something we have to mention is that work and grinding makes you happy. Yeah, 100%. That is interesting because there's a lot of talk about taking time off, uh, taking time for your family, for your friends. How do you balance all that? Uh, how do you find the time for non-work-related aspects of your life? Um, I, I just So my work is something that I can do from anywhere. Um, I'm actually, I just booked a flight to Phoenix, Arizona for uh, tomorrow, which is a Friday morning. And I'm spending three and a half days in Phoenix where my grandpa spends the winter. Uh, and, and I'll do a couple hours of like emails and work each morning, but then hang out with him during the day, go golfing, go walk around, go on a hike. Uh, you just, you make it work. I, I think one thing that I'm good at with balancing work and relationships is um, I I don't do things I don't really enjoy doing. For example, if three of my really good friends here in the city were going clubbing one night and invited me, well, they probably wouldn't invite me at this point because that's just I'm not going to go to a club until 5 a.m. Like that is an enjoyable experience. But I'm going to get lunch with one of those guys. I'm going to get a workout with one of those guys. I'll go to a movie with one of those guys. Like the leisure activities that I do enjoy doing that like charge me up because being in a like nightlife isn't something that I particularly enjoy. But um, I still need relaxation, leisure from work, and so overlapping those activities with friendships is uh is one way that i have been able to to kind of juggle it all i think you mentioned something really important uh, doing what you love uh, saying no to stuff that doesn't really bring you happiness and that's something uh, that is really easy to forget uh, mike i want to talk about your business on the regimen um, you do online coaching uh, and you recently launched a product a fitness guide as well what brings you in the most revenue right now i mean Coaching is basically my only revenue stream. I uh, I did launch that product because coaching is a higher price point. There are a lot of people that wanted just a workout plan without nutrition, accountability, like talking to me 24-7. Um, so I made that so that there was something else that they could do, like a taste of my brand in workouts. But yeah, it's uh, it's just coaching is is how I make money, essentially. So uh, you hold people accountable and you help them help them achieve their fitness goals, kind of like you did for Gary, but is it only like 100% online? It is 100% online. And what kind of people usually come to you? Uh, are they uh, in their 20s, 30s? What's kind of like the basic demographics? I remember, it's all over the place. I, I remember just launching my blog and another kind of fitness entrepreneur who I was friends with early on was like, you need to find your niche. You need to like carve it out and, and then attack your niche. Like that's how you do this. And, and I tried and thought and I was like, what is my age demo? What is my like, like what are these people like? And tried to draw up the perfect customer. And, and I just never could. I've always put out content that I just was, was true to me and what I felt. And it attracts a real variety. Like I, I have a coaching client who is a 58 year old woman. And I also have 21 year old dude who's trying to get jacked like it, it's all over the place okay let's say someone signs up to you signs up to your uh, consultation what are some things you teach them right away like your personal philosophy something that every single uh, person who's your client has to know about fitness about self-development about their life i don't know what, what you teach them it varies so much from person to person um but but some of the core core pillars are 
for most people, let's say some of the core core pillars are let's not try to do more than we have to do. Let's focus on the highest ROI activities when it comes to fitness, because we're not trying to win bodybuilding championships or powerlifting meets like we're using this tool to make our lives better. So if we can if we can invest three and a half hours a week on workouts and achieve 97 percent of the return that investing 10 hours a week would achieve, then we're only going to invest three and a half hours. Like, like applying that concept to both training and nutrition. Um, another big one is consistency over perfection. I beat that home with a lot of clients because it's, it's so easy to have a plan, know that like, this is how I want this day to look. These are the types of foods I want to eat. I want to be around this calorie number. And then it's Dorothy's birthday in the office and there's cake and I didn't want to say no because it would have been socially wrong. And that one piece of cake is not going to ruin your progress. I promise. Like you don't even have to adjust the rest of the day, like have the cake, have fun, enjoy it. That's a once in not that often situation. But what so many of us with a perfectionistic mindset do are up oh, days over, screwed up, can't hit my numbers. And then Friday night, have extra drinks, have go to the cupboard before bed. And like the day is essentially a wash. The weekend can turn into like it can spiral out of control. Whereas if you focus on consistency and if we miss the mark by a little bit, that's okay. Like just readjust, look forward, don't look back. Uh, that, that's big. I think that's a really big point. Uh, a lot of us, uh, if they miss a day, if I miss a day, I feel really bad about it. And I'll be like, screw it i'll start again on monday and that's just a bad habit of mine so i think i really need to think about what you said mike uh, tell me about growing your client base uh, you put out uh, regular content uh, on youtube uh, gary probably promotes you some somewhat i'm not sure how does that work you do interviews referrals maybe how do you grow your client base how do you get new customers so i guess first i'm not trying to actively grow my coaching client base um but, but it, the question still holds true. Like, how do the most people find out about me? Uh, SEO is number one. Um, Facebook video. Facebook video and referrals are probably a close tie for number two. And referral being, uh, you know, people who found me through Gary or people who a current coaching client recommends me to a friend um, is, is pretty close with uh, – organic video surprisingly which which has done extremely well for me on facebook so i know you try to stay relevant all the time and uh, if some new platform comes you probably want to try it out if it's a big hit uh, what uh, what future holds for you mike what does the future hold as far as putting out content as a as personal brand of mike vacanti I want to put out more content. I want to put out better content. I want to reach more people. I want to help more people. Um, I just want to continue to like share and impact because I, you know, like you gave me love for daily YouTube uploads, which I appreciate very much. But at the same time, there's 24 hours in a day and it takes me eight, eight minutes to film a daily YouTube video. Like I want to be putting out more and better content on all platforms where people are paying attention. Uh, partly because I don't know what I want to do. I've never really considered myself like a businessman. I've always identified more artist than like business. Um, so putting out stuff that people relate to and that really helps them uh, and doing it as, as often as possible is what I want to be doing. 
Mike, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Before we wrap up, uh, we've covered a lot of different topics in this interview. If you could leave our audience with just one final takeaway, what would that be, Mike? So my my advice for any small business owner, anyone who wants to start their own brand, start their own company, start putting content out, um, is is to focus on the fact that this could be it. <laughs> like like this weird thing that we call life that looks like it's finite and like somewhere around 70, 80, 90, 100, it just kind of ends. Like that could be it. And I don't, for me personally, I don't want fear to block me from sharing the things I have inside me with others. And and I just, it, it's a push to others to kind of see from, from that point of view and, uh, and not to not to be blocked by things that don't exist, not to be blocked by fear of judgment or fear of disapproval. Um, like share your truth with people because you're going to be shocked at how many others relate to you and were even scared to say the same things themselves. Thank you for that. Uh, we're going to put all the show notes to entrepreneurdecoded.com. You're going to find the Mike's YouTube channel, everything he does online there. So head over to entrepreneurdecoded.com to get the show notes for this episode. Mike, it's been a pleasure and honor talking to you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Decoded. For killer resources and free content, go to entrepreneurdecoded.com.